Today we have a very special guest. We all know him in Shark Tank. For that reason, I'm out. Legendary entrepreneur. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. Come on, Joey, get your crew together. He was the bad boy of the owners back in the day. And now you've become the model citizen of the oh, owners hell no. now. Hell no. No? <laughs> they just don't find me over it anymore. Now tell us about this 2011 finals. Game six in Miami. In Miami. The Heatles, everybody hated them. You know, from an owner's perspective, I'm just terrified the whole game. Your emotions are just all over the map. And you're not in control. No control whatsoever. My thing was, okay, if I take a sip of the Diet Coke at the right moment, we'll score. And if I take my Diet Coke and put it down the exact right spot, we'll get a stop. This is no lie. I would just give the guy a hundred bucks and say, just keep him coming. <laughs> You've heard millions of pitches. You were in on the LeBron sweepstake. Tried to be. What was your pitch? Games with Names is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to Games with Names presented by WinBet. On today's episode, we're talking game six of the 2011 NBA Finals with Mavericks owner, Mark Cuban. We promised not to pitch him anything. I don't think we did. Did we, Jack? I think we might be the only people in America to talk with Mark if, if I had not pitch. But we got into his pitch. Oh, we had pitches in the holster, though. Yeah, we, we had him. We had heaters. Him, we were ready to just like a gunslinger. We'll save those for the tank. <laughs> we dive into him as an NFL own, or NBA owner. And his NFL thoughts. His tries, attempts. I mean, the pig gets fat. What does he say? Was that? Yes, I believe he did. He Complacency, fat. We also get that. into who's the greater Euro? Luca, Dirk, Joker. Joker. We, we talk about me potentially buying a, a pro basketball team. I wanted to join, you know, I want to jo join him. He had some, some wise words of advice. He did. He did. We also get into a wild scoring segment presented by WinBet. You know, we also getting fined by the NF. Or he got fined by the league. Tons of times. Tons of times. Then now he's like the stand-up owner of the league. It's crazy. The rise or the change. And also the Chalupa Brawls. Oh, my God. Chalupa Brawl, baby. It's a wild one. I love Chalupas. I like ch I like Crunchwraps. You're a Crunchwrap guy? I'm a Crunchwrap guy. Yeah. Can never go wrong. Never. Then we wrap it up with scoring our scoring system. Self-scoring. Self-scouting? Self-scoring? Self-scout. Self-scout. We got to self-scout the show. Yep. I mean, it's something you have to do. The tape's never as good. <laughs> and the tape's never as bad as All the think. best do it, baby. Yeah. Make sure to check us out. Games with names on your YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and TikTok. At Games with Names. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, comment a game you want us to do, and remember to rate and review. Games with Names is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet brings the excitement of Win Las Vegas and Encore Boston Harbor to your phone. Join WinBet today and bet with the official online gaming product from Win Resorts. Let's go. June 12, 2011. American Airlines Arena. Miami, Florida. 
The big three are looking for their first title. But Dirk and my Mavs have other plans. This is game six of of the the 2011 2011 NBA NBA Finals. Today we have a very special guest, legendary entrepreneur, owner of the Dallas Mavericks. We all know him in Shark Tank. Uh, he was the bad boy of the owners back in the day. Like that's what I remember early in my stages of watching you when you were a first time owner, when you first became owner. Then now you've become a, like the model citizen of the oh, owners. Hell no! Now. Hell no! 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 <laughs> no! But you they know, they just don't find me over it anymore. They don't find you anymore. I just always remember you're getting fined all the time. Welcome to the show. This Thanks, is Joe. Games with Names. We we basically are on a mission to find the greatest games of all time, the GOG, the greatest of all games. Everyone yep. talks about the GOAT, the greatest right. of all time. This is a podcast where we go back and we get to have people that have experienced this game in some situation, some sort of scenario, you being the owner of the team, and uh, we, we talk about the inside pers- you know, inside. scoop of everything so thanks for coming on thanks for having me i'm excited to talk about it now i want to start off you're from pittsburgh pa i'm a football guy yeah that's a football town sure is western pa western pa absolutely i went to kent state so i grew up with or i went to school with all these western pa yeah because kent state's not far from not far like two hours now you're a huge steelers fan yep still am hardcore and then big basketball fan as well yeah that was harder in pittsburgh but definitely growing up for sure i've been i've just you know sports fan my entire life yeah yeah now how did you get to indiana so um my my path was kind of back ass half words um when i was in high school they wouldn't let me take a business class when i was a junior so i took a class at the university of pittsburgh at night and i'm like okay this was easy i can do that and so i didn't go back for my senior year i literally dropped out of high school Went to the University of Pittsburgh my senior year, but they didn't have a business school either. I just like thought it was cool that, you know, I was living on campus and going back to my high school prom and, you know, being yeah. fun like that. And then um, I said, OK, I got to get a little bit serious. So I listed the top 10 business schools and I cheapest, picked out the right? cheapest one. And it I was, heard about it that. was Indiana. Yeah. I didn't know if that was the reason. That was, yeah, I for real. I wanted to hear it come out of your mouth. Yeah, I mean, I'd never set foot on campus, hadn't seen it at all. All I knew about it was that I could afford it. It had a great business school. And there was a book way back then that was like the Insider's Guide to um, College. And it said it was one of the best partying campuses in the country. I'm like, let's go. It's crazy. I've heard that, too. And it, it, you're Jewish. Yeah. There's a lot of Jews that go to Indiana. Not that many. <laughs> no. I I know like five or six Jewish families that went to Indiana. Oh, really? The Rosenbergs. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Not that I know the Rosenbergs, yeah. but um, but yeah, like when I got there, um, there were all the Jewish, all the Jews were like either in Jewish fraternity or Jewish sorority, yeah. and I wasn't in either. Yeah. And I mean, literally, no lie. I remember meeting some girl that I thought was cute, going to um, in Foster Quad, going to the little cafeteria there to get a bagel. Oh, yeah. And um, she's like, I've never had a bagel before. And I'm like, really? She goes, are you Jewish? I'm like, yeah. She goes, like, where I grew up in Indiana, we thought Jews had, like, horns coming out of their head. Uh, There's a lot of things that went through my mind about horns, but I didn't say them. But, um, yeah, it was a unique experience going to IU. But, you know, that was my freshman year, and it, and it, it was a great experience. You're invested in a bunch of businesses. Yeah. It's been highly noted that you've tried to buy other organizations, yeah. baseball teams, soccer. No Any soccer. No. A lot of baseball teams are. I've heard. Um, just two: the Rangers and the Pirates. Oh, three in the Cubs. And then the Panthers. 
Didn't you try to take a stab at the Panthers in the NFL a little? No, no, because I can never really afford the NFL. You got to be all in, and they, yeah. they don't come up for sale a whole lot. No. And and so um, there was a chance. I had an opportunity to buy into the Steelers. A minority owner contacted me about selling, and I just didn't want to be a minority owner. Yeah. And then David um, uh, Tepper bought the Panthers, right? And I guess they did reach out to me at some point, but – I wasn't into it. But you talk about, you know, Jews in Pittsburgh. I didn't even, I'd met David. I didn't realize it until after the fact when somebody sent me a picture. I went to a Sweet 16 party for a girl I had a crush on, had no chance with. And um, they sent me a picture saying, that guy right there is David Tepper. And there's me. And we were both 16 years old. Wow. Yeah. So, um Probably both chasing the same girl and looking at the picture of him, looking at the picture of me. Neither of us had a chance. <laughs> now, NFL still on a de decline? You know, I, I said that, um, and people are like, still rip me on it. But, you know, I still firmly believe that when you try to ask for too much, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered, that, that it backfires. It and, and it hasn't happened yet. And I think, I think my timeline got pushed off some because of gambling, because that kind of just propelled everything. You know, um, but the TV and um, media industry is changing a lot. And it's going to be really interesting to see how it impacts all professional sports, including the NBA. Yeah. You know, but the NFL dominates. The NFL is basically keeping TV alive. And so it'll be interesting. It, it, it's crazy because you made your money in, in that broadcast streaming. Streaming. Yeah, yeah we started like the whole, first. That's, that's like the first time everything. stream. Yeah. Is it going to come to a point now where like the Mavericks are going to have you guys going to start streaming your own games and, and you know, forget the networks, forget it, because that's where it's essentially going. Well, there's two things there, right? So like we started, Todd Wagner and I started, an IU buddy, started um, AudioNet back in 1995, which was the first streaming company, yeah. which thinking back, it's been 28 years. That's insane. But um, where, you know, now things are, everything's streaming, everything's digital, right? The question is, where's the money? And the hard part is that with regular linear television, like when, when you have your cable or your satellite direct TV chart or whatever it may be, you don't switch every month, right? But with streaming, whether it's Netflix, Peacock, Hulu, whatever, you just click one button and you can check in and check out every Done. month, yeah. right? And that's going to have a big impact that I think people are underestimating. Now, you know, at the same time, the football's football and it's on, you know, over the air TV. And I think that's a big advantage. Yeah, but the ticket just went to YouTube TV. Yeah, I know. That's going to be really interesting to see it's what happens. It's going to be there. very interesting. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's kind of what kept direct TV alive was having the. You know, exactly. Ticket. Exactly. You know, but, now they don't have the ticket. It's probably going to die. You know, and it's really convenience and, you know, it's a hassle to switch and for, you know, some you, you get, and it's not cheap, no. you know, no matter which platform it's on. And so you got to be able to afford it. And that that's really going to make it really interesting. But, you know, YouTube's owned by Google. Google's got a lot of money and they can adapt if they don't get the subs that they need. We'll see what happens. Amazon too. Amazon yep. too. Now tell us about this game six, 2011 ah. finals, <laughs> Miami heat. Yeah. versus you know, the, it, Dallas Mavericks. It, game six, man. It was 3-2 Mavs. 3-2. In Miami. In Miami. And there's like this NBA thing where for a closeout game in the finals, and some teams do it other um, rounds. And I'm curious if you guys do it in the NFL. 
guys were black. Because funeral, cl- baby, we're going to a funeral. Going to a funeral. Or do they do that in the NFL? I always love to wear black pregame suits. Uh huh. Just like that Johnny Cash kind of, you know, that feel. Absolutely. Like, yeah, the to, killer. Here, yeah, the we're killer. We're here to go to a funeral. I, this is not a fun thing. Yep. We're here to put people away. Put people away to bury them, right? To bury them. And that was the attitude. And I just have. You know, getting off the bus, just the image of all the guys, right? Walking in their black suits, just got that look, right? Where this is like, now's the chance, right? Yeah. You know, we, we if we lose, we still have one more game, but you don't want to give them another chance, right? Anything's no. possible. No. And just that focus and that fire, it was fun. I mean, and, you know, from an owner's perspective, I'm just terrified the whole game, yeah. right? You know, people think, oh, it's so exciting. It's fun. It's nerve-wracking. It is the furthest thing from fun ever because every possession everything you're just your emotions are just all over the map and you're not in control no control whatsoever that's, that's the that, worst that's part. the thing it's kind of like when you're injured or now that i'm watching i still support my team you know you sit and you watch and you're like it's nerve-wracking because you can't do anything There's nothing i can do right it's all it, and your body reacts like you're still playing still or right playing. right and you're you know in not that i played um nba but you know it's still just basketball right in yeah. my body you know it's it's insane in your mind and you're looking for things and if they don't happen you freak out and when it works you freak out and yeah it's just such an emotional roller coaster from the night before at least till till when the game starts it's crazy for me because basketball and and, and baseball and hockey and these teams that you guys got to go out and win a series you know so like there's such an emotional roller coaster that it's it's longer than oh, it's an brutal. NFL one. Yeah, it's brutal. You know, ours is like a quarter. I know, and that's, and that's a series. Yeah, it's the next series. You gotta you gotta go. Yeah, in in the NBA they say every game is a series. When you win a game, you feel like you're never going to lose again. Yeah. And when you lose a game, you feel like you're never going to win. It's that that brutal because you know there's it's a game of adjustments. Yeah. Not just in game, but between games especially because you have at least a day off and nobody's sleeping, everybody's working on yeah. trying to figure out what you did right, what you did wrong and you know how do you how do you win that next game? Yeah. It's crazy. Tell us a story about you buying the Mavs. Um okay, so we sold broadcast.com and I was living in Dallas and I was a season ticket holder and we sucked. No wait, how did you get to Dallas first? I I sorry to cut you off. That's okay. You, you're from Pittsburgh, from go to Pittsburgh. Indiana, and then I heard you were like bussing tables or you were, you were owning a bar in yeah. Texas or something. No, Bloomington. I Bloomington. owned a bar in Bloomington, and we got shut down for underage drinking, and thank God. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hadn't even turned 21 when we started it. Jesus. And then, obviously, I had friends that I was letting in. I didn't care. And we had a CV radio. No, we had um, a radio where we would listen in a scanner, police scanner. And I would sit behind the bar or sit upstairs and I would listen to the scanner and just like listen for the cops to come. And then they found out that I got it and they planned a raid and they raided my ass. Um, but that was probably a good thing. The entrepreneurial's <laughs> bad boy. Yeah, that was me, day right? one. 21 and let's go. 21. But um, yeah, so from there, um, I'm like, okay, time to go. And a bunch of my friends had moved to Dallas. Yeah. And I'm calling them on the phone and... They're like, you got to come down. You got to come down. The weather's great. I mean, I grew up in Pittsburgh and Bloomington where the weather sucked, right? The weather's great. The economy is, is pretty decent because back then in the early 80s, like it, it was like the Great Recession where, you know, unemployment was like 10, 11% or worse, depending on where you were. 
And it was like, okay, where can I get a job? And they're like, the economy's good. The weather's good. The women are hot. I'm like, ah, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got my Fiat X19, 1977 Fiat X19 that had a hole in the floorboard and it just blow through oil and had enough money. I think I had 60 bucks where I could get gas and oil and make it to my buddy's um, apartment in the village, which was the largest apartment complex in the country at the time. And there were five guys already there. They're like, just stay on the floor as long as you need to. So I did. I, I didn't have a bed, didn't have a closet, didn't have a drawer. I just had a pile. <laughs> Man. And then then that's the start of it. That's everyone, the start of it, yeah. Everyone has those rags to riches Yeah, stories. you know, you, a, everybody has an origin story, you it's know? It's the best. It's the best. Now, let's just jump into your owner ownership style. Uh -huh. You know, I was around a great owner, Mr. Kraft. Yeah, Robert's cool. And, uh, you know, he was at the facility every day. Was he? He was he was at every team meeting. He was in the meetings. You know, he was doing cool. his thing. He had, you know, craft enterprise in the area that we were at above our locker room. So he was always around. Were you that type of owner? You're. I mean, at the clearly beginning more. Yeah, at the yeah. beginning more. Um, like when I first got there, I'm like 41 years old, I think, and I still hoop like five times a week at that time, right? And so I just wanted to be anywhere where they're playing ball, right? That, but I also had to learn the business. So I would, I would spend a lot of time there just trying to figure things out and trying to understand. I didn't come in with my own group. I kept everybody that was there for better or worse. And there were a couple things that were the most important to me. One was connecting to the players because I wanted to understand um, what made it work. Because, you know, not being a a high level athlete, but just at least someone who's been in the locker room, I understood that chemistry was everything. And if you didn't have, you didn't, you didn't have players that could play together um, or respected the organization, it wasn't going to work. And it gave me a chance to learn from guys like, you know, not just Dirk, but Michael Finley, Steve Nash, Cedric Sabalas, Sean Rooks, Hubert Davis, guys that were on the roster that I would sit and just talk to them. I was sitting on the plane and just talk to them and I would just learn and learn and learn. And then I, you know, dove in in terms of the biz the business side, in terms of the front office side as well. Where um, I remember sitting in meetings with our general manager, and him talking about deals. I'm like, you just watch, I'll get it done. And he was like, that's typically not what happens. Owners just, I'm like, let's just let me do my thing. And literally, I was. I was calling other general managers, you know, would you do this trade? Would you just do? I was loving life, right? It yeah. was like a fantasy team for me. And I remember doing a, a trade with, um, I forget the player's name, but it was a, se a seven team trade and just taking all these pieces together and getting all these things to work. And that to me, that was just like heaven. Yeah. And then I guess the other thing that, um, that really got me started when I got there, I was going through the numbers and we spent more on software support and PC training than we did on player development. And we had like four coaches, which was normal. And I'm like, this is ridiculous, right? These guys were paying them, you know, hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars and we do nothing to make them better. Yeah. And so I'm like, go to all former Mavs who want to get back in the industry. Cause you know how it is guys done play and he wants to get back in somewhere along yeah. the line. And I'm like, hire them all. Um, pay them like fifteen, twenty-five thousand dollars. It's not to make money, but they're each going to have a guy that they do workouts for and do development for. And I got destroyed. Other owners were like, "What the hell are you doing? You're yeah. going to change our costs." Pioneer. Yeah, because now just, everyone's in, investing. Everybody's, everybody's. Yeah, you know, that's like 
that's such a huge thing, the rookie symposiums and all that you know, stuff. A lot of people don't realize a lot of these guys come from nothing. You dump a bunch of money in their lap and yeah, a lot on of the time. Court, and they don't know how to be pros. Don't know how right? to be pros. Right. And that's and a lot, the and hard your part. sport is younger. A these lot guys are younger. 19, 18. And barely went to school when they went to ben, school, right? Exactly. You and, know? Yeah, well, you guys, for the most part, three or four years. You have to do three. You have to do three. Yeah. You know? And so back then, it was like there was no player development. Now we've got. You know, we have interns that are there just to rebound. We've got, you know, eight player development coaches, whatever it is. It may even be more. Yeah. But back then, they were like, you're an idiot. You're ruining the game. Other owners were yelling at me. I mean, you name it. Anything different. That's how it always is. And then it you got to try to get an edge. Anything you can do to get an edge. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go back to 2012, 2011. Now, this yeah. is a segment where we, we like to talk about pop culture, what was going yep. around that time. And uh, number one movie, Super 8. Did you I see remember, it? I saw that movie. That was that was J.J. Abrams. That Spielberg. was yeah, that was the one with um, Nicolas Cage, right? Where he was. Um, oh no, no, Super Eight's the one where it's like the little taking kids. the kids and taking yeah. the movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, the hype around it for me was so much bigger than what I thought it was. I mean, it was well done, but that was a good movie. It yeah. was a good movie. Yeah, Whitey Bulger. You know, this is a, we we have a lot of Boston people. He was arrested right down yep, the street here in yeah, Santa I Monica. That I remember that. Like, How's that like twelve years ago? It's that's crazy. It's just like you know, rolling in the deep. You know, that was a great song. It was, it was a great song. And, and yeah, Adele. And now she's um, dating um, Rich from Clutch, right? Yeah. And so it's just like a small connection. Obviously, Kyrie. Kyrie, number one. 
Well, you guys have Kyrie right now. Yeah, I love Kyrie. You love him? He's a good dude. Man. I spent some time with him. So what did you I, think? I was suspended. I got suspended. I was on vacation. I The Celtics let me come into their organization uh-huh. and, and work with them. That's cool. Just to keep a routine. And uh, I sat down with Kyrie a bunch. We played ping pong, and we would just talk nothing about sports. Nothing about sports. That's who he is. You know, and he just ask random questions. And, you know, I don't really know him, but like for, I, he was like a really interesting guy. He really likes to get deep on subjects. Deep. Really deep, right? Like he wants – basketball is his profession, but he wants to be a more well-rounded human. Yeah. Right? And he wants to connect to people on a human level, which is why I like Kyrie, but that's not easy for everybody to accept or understand. It's not. You know, it's it's tough because you last few years he's been with a bunch of teams mm-hmm. and it's hard for. But you know, but that. you know what it's like when you look at athletes from the outside, you don't really know until you know them. Exactly. You know, there's a lot of perceptions, a lot of misperceptions. But, you know, when before we made the trade, you know, I would I went back and I would watch after games and other players around the league when they played them would come up and give them a big hug. Yeah. Right. Not let's just exchange jerseys, you know, pat them on the back, pat them on the head. It's just like. No. Larger than life. Larger than life. They connect to him. They love the guy. And that was a big difference maker. And, you know, and when you talk to him, like, because he is so deep, it's not the typical conversation you're going to have with an athlete. No. It it could be something about the moon. It it could be something literally about, like, the ocean. Right. And, you know, and he's he's really big into his genealogy. Yeah. And so his Lakota roots and all these things, which I find fascinating. Yeah. Right. I told him this. He goes... I told him, you remind me of my mom. My mom was the same way, so it was pretty cool. Yeah. What was life like for Mark Cuban in 2011? Well, pre-June 12th or um, post-June 12th? Let's go pre. Pre, it was, you know, getting to the playoffs. I mean, look, I have the best life in the world. There's just just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, My kids are healthy, so that wall was good. But, you know, the sports side of things, you get to the playoffs, and we – Hadn't made it past the first round in a while. And there was some radio guys that were calling us the one-and-done boys. Yeah. And so getting past that. Well, the year before, was that the Warriors? No, that was a couple years earlier. A couple years. Yeah, where we were 67 and 15 and lost. You guys, game. yeah. And it Baron Davis you, came. Yeah, with the, yeah. I couldn't remember. That was crazy. I no, it wasn't. see my shirt, though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just want to let you know. Yeah, I, I like your shirt. I like your shirt, too. Yeah, you know. But uh, how's it changed since after? Well, the afterwards it was great because you know I never paid for a meal. I mean, because we beat the the dreaded heat, right? They, the the heatles, everybody hated them, and it was so different because like I remember right after we won, I had to go to New York for something I already had scheduled. On the tarmac, I got off the plane, and people just started clapping. We all we went to a restaurant for an event, um, and in New York, and people just go clapping for me everywhere I went, and. Even in the board of governors meeting with other owners, when I came into the next meeting, they started clapping, which was like insane. That just doesn't happen. Well, I mean, that was like the second super big team, yep. big three thing going on. Everyone, you know, the Celtics kind of got away with it because those guys were yep. a little older in their career. They weren't necessarily in the prime like right. these three. No, way, they were, it was yeah. going to be not one, not two, no. not three, right? And then the whole announcement with LeBron. Oh, like that. Exactly, exactly. Now, plus, Danny traded for those guys. Like yeah. Danny made those moves. He traded. Whereas these guys, all it felt like. All left their team. Buddy, yeah. but yeah. Exactly. Now, you're in Shark Tank. Yeah. You've heard millions of pitches. Yeah. Millions. You were in on 
the LeBron sweepstake. Tried to be. What, what was the pitch? I want to hear this legendary pitch, a man that has heard so many pitches in his life. You know, What was funny. your pitch? We didn't get a chance really to sit down and pitch him, pitch him. So I had to go through different channels, right, through Maverick and other people I knew. And it was basically... Perfect guy to go through, by the way, <laughs> yeah. with the Mavericks. Yeah, Maverick <laughs> Mavericks, right? Um, Maverick Carter. And it was basically, this will be your town. And you and Dirk together complement each other with Jason Kidd as a point guard. But we didn't really, we never had to sit down with him. Dallas Cowboys fan he was. Yeah, and that's exactly right. We even got a little message from Jerry, you know, a little video from Jerry and Tony Romo and all these guys. And yeah, it didn't work, but it worked. It worked. It worked. And that made it all the sweeter. And I'll tell you, you know, a story about that. Um, <laughs> um, during that series, we were down in last game one, we're down in game two at yeah. halftime in Miami. And at that time, to go off the court, you walk on the court and you make a left to go back to the locker room. And Pat Riley sat right there, was standing right there. And he goes, we got you, Mark. We're too long, too fast. And damn, if, right after he says it, we come back in the second half and win and win. So that was kind of... That's, is that an intimidation factor by old Pat? It doesn't matter if he intimidates me. I know, but that's the kind of guy. He's got his arrogant thing. Got right? his Armani suit. Yeah, it was arrogant, but um, oh. that's okay. I like that. A little we fire. I like oh, that. Oh, no, there's always fire going no, on. I, I, I've been, I didn't want to bring it up, but like, what do people call you? Mark? Yeah, Cubes, Mark. Cubes, Q, whatever. Cuban. Cuban. Yeah, yeah, Cubes, Mark, whatever. Q. Yeah, just Q? no. No one called me Cube. Just Q? cubes. Yeah, Cuban cubes. 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 Mark. Yeah. All right, all right. Cubes. Cubes. On this day in 2012, 2011, Look we also that. go back on the social. You were. Uh, this will sound weird. I'm lying in bed with the trophy next to me. Dreams do. Dreams come true with the hashtag. Yep. Legendary tweet. Legendary. Look at man. That was Berea. He was such a stud. Yeah, JJ is the the northeastern guy. Yeah. Northeastern yeah. guy. Yeah. 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 Mine was eat. Eat your eat my heart out. Mavs are playing <laughs> with hot fire cowabunga. Okay. Good first half. Dirty Dirk. Okay, will heat teenage up. Mid, uh, I have a feeling which he did heat up. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause he was, I remember in the locker room, he was shaking his head. He was like two for 11 or something yeah, like I, that. I remember. Yeah. And he was shaking his, everybody's like, Dirk, don't matter. Don't matter. Come on. This is where you make, this is the part that counts. Cause it was close. That's and back. boom, that's Dirk. Man, what a good guy. We'll be right back after this quick break. Games with Names is brought to you by my friends at WinBet. WinBet is bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas and Encore Boston Harbor to online sports betting. Whether you're a recreational player or some serious handicapper, WinBet is your ticket to every exciting wager. From straight bets to parlays, teasers, and any prop bet, you can dream up. All players have access to win rewards and can redeem them for resort credits in Las Vegas and Boston. Sign up today and get in the game online or visit Boston Sportsbook at Encore Boston Harbor. There's no better way to enjoy sports with a little extra winnings in your pocket. Betting is a team sport. Join the WinBet team and bet with the best. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. 1 800 522 4700. 
Jackie, why don't you jump in and, and set the stage for... I mean, we touched on it a little bit, but the narrative, I mean, this is the super team, the heat year, LeBron, Bosh, D-Wade, LeBron brings Big Z down there with him. He, we got role players, you got Mike Miller, you got all those guys. It started a little slow, eight and nine, lost to the Celtics yeah, in the story opening there, game. right? So they were 10 and 10 um, playing us, Ooh. and um, we beat them to make them 10 and 11, but that's the game where people thought it was going to blow up because... Um, LeBron gave um, Spolstra the shoulder shrug, right? Oh, you may not remember that's right. That, oh, yeah. right? And I'll give you one other Miami Heat connection. So when I first bought the Mavs, I um, got um, contacted by um, Eric Spolstra's dad, who wrote one of the best marketing books ever and asked me to write the forward. Really? And so, yeah, so I, 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 no, it wasn't a forward, it was a blurb. So I gave him a blurb for his book. Book was great. I was glad to do it. And um, then, Ten years later, his son was coaching the Heat. Spo is, I mean, like, because that was a knock on Spo at the time. Like, oh, he's too young to coach these yeah. stars, like Pat Riley, all this stuff. They were about to. They were saying Pat was going to come out again. <laughs> right, that's exactly what they were saying. They were threatening. Spoh, I mean, Spo's turned into a, uh, just a one of the best coach. ever. Yeah. Is it like I know he worked his way up from we were joking video towel, towel boy yeah, to video, video room to head coach, but like, do you think staying with that team that long and building you know Heat culture is like? part of what makes him so special oh yeah for sure okay yeah it's hard to stay with the team that long. It's it really really is especially in basketball yeah like even great coaches that win championships you guys hey. especially recently yeah because it's all it, it's a player's league the, and and it changes too like you brought the point about guys being in um college for three years in the nfl yeah now they're getting with the nba they're getting younger and younger and social media is more impactful i think in basketball than it is in football I mean, there's some great highlights for the NFL, for um, high school and college players on social media. But in basketball, kids are getting highlighted when they're 12, 13, 14 years old. And that's just changed the whole mindset of kids coming in. Well, I mean, I, I was the first kid on social media in the locker room in 2009. Were you really? Yeah, like my generation, the guys above us were they had not. no clue. Yeah. Everyone, that's before... Everyone used the to Teddy Brewskis and those yeah, guys. Yeah, you know, no so clue, right. Over the time, you know, like you said, these kids are getting famous when they're twelve, and even in football, you see a little kid. He does a backflip over a guy. Right, right, right. Yeah, and then he's got like a million views. These guys, they come into the locker room, you know, thinking they've done things already before they've done things. Well, what's even in the last couple of years now with NIL? They're getting paid because of it. Yeah. It's a lot, I, I used to make that joke all the time that the Alabama and the Florida guys were taking pay cuts when they came to the NFL. Now it's legitimate. It's, and it's legit. It's crazy, but they were actually doing that as well then. No, I know. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the stories are legendary, right? <laughs> it's just above board now. Yeah. Mark, in saying that, like this is, this is also sort of the first generation, I feel like, of rookies that have maybe second or third year, but like that have had their whole lives on like the overtimeification oh, sure. of that like yeah what do you see when these rookie guys come in like you know it's there's there's a good side i'm actually positive about it okay because one if they've made some money some nil money in high school let alone um college or through overtime elite or you know um g league elite um that's a good thing because they start to learn how to manage their money yeah so that's a positive they don't just come to us with that two they're used to being under a microscope and they're used to being watched and cameras everywhere. Like, <laughs> back then, I had to worry about a call at 2 o'clock in the morning, you know? And you yeah, had your, your yeah, teammates, yeah. right? You know how all that stuff went down. And now I don't have to anymore. 
you know, guys, are, they know there's cameras everywhere. And if they're going to be stupid, they're careful stupid. Whereas back then, that just wasn't the case. It's the information era. You know, like yeah. these guys are smarter now. A like, lot. Back in the day, like you'd have like five or six guys that ate steaks with their hands, not a fork and knife. Like that doesn't happen. Now you see like your linebacker, he's eating a filet mignon like with perfect etiquette. Perfect, right? You know, and I think he must have YouTubed it or something. It's we, crazy. we had a guy um, like 2009, right before then, Ivan Johnson, who didn't end up making it with us. He played with the, the Hawks for a couple of years. The guy, I call him Ivan Drago, but he had no idea who that was. <laughs> and he would, he literally would just, for shits and giggles, beat the beat the hell out of people. And then he went to like um, Taiwan or the Philippines and played or Korea and just just destroyed somebody and was booted from all leagues forever. Um, and I haven't heard from Ivan since. But yeah, it's you don't have those guys anymore. The it's, thugs. He was last playing in the Philippines in 2017. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. Shout out Ivan. Yeah. Shout there you go, out. Ivan. Let's get over to the main event. The yes, Dallas sir. Mavericks, Jackie. Oh, yeah, Mark, you might have to help me with this one. You know better than me, but I was going through watching this stuff. Like, this team with all the guys, the Jason Terrys, the Deshaun. I forgot how good Deshaun Stevenson was in this series. In insane. that series, it was insane. Oh, my God. He was torching it from insane. downtown. Chasing th- the Jet, Terry. I love the Jet. The jet. the jet. Yeah, just talked to him yesterday. God. Really? Yeah. He's with, is he with Arizona still? No. Um, Utah. Utah. Okay, that's right. I knew he was assistant. But um, old veteran group. Yep. That was kind of the knock coming into this. Yep. Um, third seed in the West, kind of like everyone kind of said flew under the radar. And we had a lot of injuries season. too. I mean, people don't realize um, Roddy Bobois, um, number three, he was like our young speed demon. He got hurt. Karan Butler, who's now with the Heat, he got hurt. He was our number two scorer. And we were literally like 29 and three after 30. It was just insane. Or 29 and five, something like that. How good we were. Then Roddy, um, Karan get hurt. And then Dirk gets hurt, too. And we lost six in a row. And people were like, oh, it's over for these guys. It's over. But we, got, we, we went on this West Coast road trip, I'll never forget, where we were just getting blown out by 20, 25 points every single game. And it was after the All-Star break, um, if I remember right. And it was just like we were not, like, in high spirits at that point in yeah, time. Yeah, like how do you deal with that in, in, in your sport? Because – we, you know, in football, we only have 16 games, 17 games now. We'd lose a game. We'd come in the building the next day, and it was like a fucking funeral. Well, it's still, the, it's the same in the NBA, but it's But like, you guys have like you, you go eight on more to the games. Next one. Once the next, anyway, uh, in the playoffs, it's definitely like that. But even during the regular season, like you, gotta, you get on the plane and it's it's a funeral, right? But then pra- next practice or, you know, next game, you got to go. Comes with yeah. leadership. Yeah, it does. And, and yeah. speaking of leadership, what's your best Dirk story? Oh my God, that I'm allowed to tell? Um, we love whatever this is. A, oh my God. I've, I've, you know, I've I, had a lot of fun with Dirk. <laughs> um, you're going to Germany with them. No, I have not been to Germany with Dirk. Have not. Um, Oktoberfest. He's invited me. Yeah. I did an Oktoberfest with, with Dirk. Um, when his sister got married, but, um, it was in the U S Dirk. So, okay. Yeah. I'm going to tell, I'm going to, I'm going to fix a story that Dirk told at his hall of fame introduction. Right. So his enshrinement. So Dirk gets up there and he talks about how when I first bought the team, um, we played one on one, which is true. And he says, yeah, I dunked on his head and he quit, which is true. But what he did say is I scored the first two buckets and I quit because I was up two one. So there, Dirk, take that. <laughs> this year. 
Games Got with him. names. Mark Cuban <laughs> beats Dirk. I have it on video, too. So You can't dunk on a guy that's not in the league. <laughs> yes, you can. I don't care. I've been dunked on so many times in my life. And then I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the road to the finals. You beat Kobe. You beat Durant. You beat LeBron. You beat – well, that was in the finals. But Kobe, Durant on the way to the finals. But that first round against Portland, right? Portland. We were up 2-0. Maybe – no, it was 2-0. And we go to Portland, and we're up like 24 at halftime. And Brandon Roy, who could barely walk at the time, but it was just incredible player, came back and literally took us. And that made it 2-1. And I think they tied it 2-2. But that really made us come together. And, and when we won that series, that really built our confidence. Sometimes those come from behind or those losses that I saw. Like for us, it was in 2014. We went on to win the Super Bowl that year. We went and lost to the Green Bay Packers. And it was kind of like it was kind of like a basketball trip for us. We went directly from Green Bay to San Diego, stayed a week in San Diego, which we don't do that. You no, usually you go don't. back and forth. But it was such a gelling moment for us, for us after that loss in November to come back play in San Diego. We all were together in that area and it was like the first yeah, time Yeah, you don't you, know what it takes, right? You don't. Because, you know, you got 53 guys, which makes it 10 times harder, harder. And you barely get to know any, some of them, you know. But, you know, and when, it's constantly revolving. Right. It's it just changes. like you guys. You guys are getting those 10 day contracts and, and it changes, stuff. but not as much as like you guys, right? Um, it's like, who are you? <laughs> with, with us, you know, it, it takes time because when there's only 15 guys, everybody's got their own, the veterans have got their own personalities, right? Yeah. And they've got their own history and they've been through it enough where they want to win. But it takes time for everybody to get the roles down. And we got we got all that together early and then the injuries come along. And then, you know, we're still there's still some uncertainty. Then we get to Portland. We get whooped on that comeback. And it was like, okay, this is what we got to do. Tighten it up. We cleaned it up. Rick Carlisle was great about it, figured it out. And then, boom, we just started rolling, rolling. It was insane. You, you guys swept the Lakers? Yeah, I remember th going into that series going – Oh shit! This is the two-time defending champs. Yeah. Right? This is going to be tough. Now, now the, we're full anti-Laker po uh, podcast. Okay, I'm good with that. Full pro Kobe podcast. We love Kobe. I love Kobe too. But anti-Laker, just any any. I'm Kobe, there with you. Okay. Any Kobe stories? Um, Kobe and I would text back and forth. Um, more like towards the end of his career. He's picking your brain for entrepreneurial. Well, no, I would, I would that. give him shit. I'm like, okay, now that you're retired, and I remember when he retired, I'm like, okay, now you're on my turf. I'm going to kick your ass, <laughs> but I'm happy to help you if you're willing to accept the, the, the requirements. And he, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, you know, we got, we weren't close, but we got to be friends. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember he came and spoke to our team. We'd always have some speaker in the off season and, the amount of knowledge that came out of his on a wide range, not no, just competition, not just sport, but like how he educated himself in like multiple different facets of life. The guy could speak like four languages. Yeah, he, which is insane. You yeah, know, like he, in Italy. he was a he was a brilliant guy. Yeah, he knew. I and mean, you felt that when you're around him. For sure. I mean, we he knew that he was going to play till he was 40 at the oldest. Right. Yeah. And he was going to hope it's so, you know, heartbreaking now. But. Um, life is a little much longer, you know, yeah. when you're fortunate. And um, I, I think he wanted to prepare for that. Yeah. Yeah. We got to pour a little out for Kobe of the pH.
By the way, I'm not a pitch guy, but you know this water brand is my water brand, and um, we are taking it. I'm just joking, but that's. I think I saw this on Amazon. Yeah, we're on Amazon, I, I, baby. Because it's great water. Nine and a half. I think they had a special on because I think I bought like two eight packs. Are they like in eight packs? Yeah, we got them in eight packs. I'll, when we're done, I'll look on my Amazon because well, I think done, it's in we'll my just, refrigerator right now. We're gonna send them to you. Oh, even better. Even better. See? If it's free, we'll give you three. <laughs> in your face, Bezos. <laughs> you learning. All right, so you notoriously went dark. Yeah. On social. Yeah. You were a social guy, Zero Dark 30. We all heard from LeBron. So you're the real pioneer of shutting it all down for the for playoffs. playoffs. Yeah, for now, sure. What, what, you had to get in a mindset. You had to let everyone know you were focusing up. No, I'm stupidstitious. And so. Stupidstitious. You know, I I, I've been talking to all the other ones and it had to work for us. So I'm yeah. like, I'm just going to shut the fuck up. And when we won the first series, I'm like, okay, it's working. Then the next, it's working again. I'm not going to say a word. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I have so many routines that I'm just stupidstitious about. Like, if you watch me from the first game of the first series up until game six, my face bloated like this because my thing was, okay, if I take a sip of, the, of my Diet Coke at the right moment, we'll score. <laughs> and if I take my Diet Coke and put it down the exact right spot, that will get a stop. And obviously it worked, so I just kept on doing it. Well, what's the record for DCs in a game? Oh, I have no idea. This is no lie. I would just give the guy a hundred bucks and say, "Just keep him coming." <laughs> <laughs> and so I have so many, like where I sit, where my arms go, this and that. Still to this day, I, I was the same way. I was very superstitious with, uh, with pregame, what you eat, when you eat, everything. You know, Every ball routines, getting to the stadium early, like everything yep. had to be tailored. It just reduces the, the, the stress because you got to, you know, just sitting there, like you said, I can't do anything. So I got to distract myself. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Game breakdown. Jackie. Like we said earlier, Dirk started cold. LeBron started hot. Back and forth all first quarter. Then what I thought was interesting, Mavs got their first double digit lead of the whole series in the second quarter of this one. Was that of the whole series? The whole series. Wow, Isn't that, I didn't say, know that. insane? Yeah. Back and forth all series. And then, of course, the NBA, a game of runs. He'd come back, uh, kill that 12-point lead. Then we got a little scuffle before the half, Scuff. which I love to see. You don't see scuffles in the finals anymore, which I miss. No, but when, when you're the, you know, the favorites and things aren't going so well, there's always scuffles. It was Deshaun in there mixing it up. Deshaun, Deshaun's a beast. I mean, I mean, who else has got Abraham Lincoln on their neck? Now, <laughs> now, forgot about that. As an owner, when you see these, because there's a, there's a lot of owners that probably say, "Look at these guys; they're out there fighting." Like, does it fire you up? Did it yeah. fire you up? Yeah, of course. Or is it like, what are we fucking doing? No, I mean, unless it's going to cost us a technical in a close game, right? But no, it gets me fired up. I'll tell you a quick another quick story. When I first bought the team, right, um, we're in Reunion Arena. And I hadn't owned the team probably 10 games. And we, we had this thing where um, if the Mavs scored 100 points, everybody in the fan, all the fans in the arena got chalupas, free chalupas from Taco Bell or whatever it was. And so one of our guys, Gary Trent, even though, you know, because kind of NBA um, unwritten rules are if you're up at the end, you don't go for that last bucket. You just let the clock yeah. run out. One of our guys, the fans are going, Chalupa, Chalupa. So Gary Trent <laughs> throws it up there to score, right? And I think it was Oliver Miller or somebody um, throws him on the ground and is on top of him. 
and I'm standing there because the game's over and we're expecting just to walk. I run out on the court while they're, they're still playing and while all this is going on. And you should see the look on the ref's eyes and to try to stop me. I realize, Mark, these guys are a whole lot bigger than guys you ever played with. So get your ass back. But you got to keep the customer happy. They want their no, goddamn just, chalupas. Yeah, Entrepreneurial 101. Yeah, no, stupidity 101 with both of those guys are 250 and up. Oh, man. So you were always on the you're always on the bench yeah i still do yeah and still on the bench i just pulled it up from a headline in the washington post from the next day cuban punished for part in chalupa melee <laughs> <laughs> that's classic <laughs> oh my god in the washington post of all places oh that's funny as hell what year was that that was from February 17th, 01. Yeah, right when I bought the team. Oh, Chalupa Melee. God. That's Chalupa Melee. Now, when you're on the, the sideline or the bench, uh -huh. football, like, are you in there? Like, are, do you, are you saying anything to the guys? Yeah. Yeah, when sure. coaches got him and he's drawing up a play, are you, are you over there? Well, because guys are you out dancing it? Like, nah, hey, why don't you uh, let's do this play? No, but like, I'll talk to the guys, like, because the guys who are in the game, right? They're focused on the coach. They're not listening to me, and I'm not talking to them. But a guy just comes out of the game, and it's like, hey, you know, just a reminder, this guy does this or whatever. And guy, I mean, I'm not, I don't yell at guys and say you suck, da 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 da. It's always encouraging and positive, um, 99% of the time. And then being on the bench, you're like one of the first owners to like get to be involved. Oh yeah, I'm screaming and in, yelling. But yeah. the celebration when you guys win. Oh, that's the best part. Yeah, that's the best part. You know, because when there's like just one possession left, right? Yeah. Nobody just sits on the bench where they're supposed to be. Everybody stands up right at the sidelines, right in anticipation of what's going to happen, and everybody's holding their breath. And that ball is in the air, and if it misses, it's like ah oh, da da da. See ya da da da. And then what goes in, I'm sprinting on. I'm getting in that pile on. Absolutely. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's the best part. As a player, that's, that's awesome when you see your owner that is that passionate about the team, the game, the win. Like, that's what you want to play for. You know, yeah. that's, that's something that you should, you know. Look, I mean. As a player, it's that's just, awesome to see the owner. It's not even about being the owner. It's just. Part of the Be, team. Being a competitor, com yeah. competitor, right? Computer. Um, it's just like if you're not in the game, as an athlete, you, it's, it's different, but just every inch of my being is caught up in what's going on in that yeah. moment, right? There's no, okay, there's another game. There's none of that with me. It's just like every, it could be, you know, other than preseason games, game one, game 40, game 80, whatever it is, I'm all in, yeah. you know? And, um, that's yeah. a beauty about sport, because like with with our with our organization, when we won, it wasn't just us winning as players. It was the people that were serving us, the people oh, that yeah. were the whole cleaning city. The, whole, the whole. But city. I'm saying as the organization, yeah. you know what I mean. The organization, you know, the, the ladies that are helping you out. Everybody. Everyone did their job to help us win. And people don't, at least in the NBA, you lose money. You make more money when you have a bad team than when, when you win a championship because you're buying rings for everybody. <laughs> and those rings are expensive. I got a few of those bad boys. Mm -hmm. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. 
I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said, my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, the aftermath. Yeah. Take us through the night at Live. Um. We all have, everyone's got a story at live. What a, by the way, what a great place to win a championship. Miami. Miami. Well, especially there are so many Mavs fans that had gone down there that by the end, there, you know, the chance for let's go Mavs, which was just in, so much fun. And then Jet <laughs> was like, we got to go out. We got, I'm like, Dirk, yeah, we got to go out. Right. So we, we wrangled up a party bus somehow, some way. And she won like, a championship. Just won the championship, right? So we're like going to live. I'm like, cool, let's go. First time there? No, 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 no. Uh, um, Perfect spot, right? Because I I had to scout. Um, And so um, (laughs) we went, and oh boy, it it was it was a night. What's your best? What's your best celebration memory? Well, the first part was my card getting declined when we went to buy a big bottle of champagne. (laughs) Champagne. That was insane. So you didn't, you didn't call the accountant to let him know you're in Miami. No, it wasn't even too that. big it of a just, purchase. Those know, Magnum like, bottles will get you. you. Like I had changed my my Amex card for whatever reason, right? And um, they they came up to me like, Mark, we've got this huge bottle of Ace of Spades, not Ace of Spades, um, whatever it was. And no, it was Ace of Spades, and it was like 140 grand. And they're like, Do you want it? And Dirk's like, Yes, he wants it. And um, I'm like, Okay, yeah, let's get it. And then 10 minutes later, go by and there's nothing. And Dirk's like, where is this? Come on, Cubes, where is this? I'm like, let me find out. Then two minutes later, you know, it was one of those, Mr. Cuban. <laughs> it went from Mark to Mr. Cuban. Um, can we see you back here for a minute? Like, your card was declined. I'm like, what? I'm like, uh, I'm like, let's get American's Express on the line. 
and um, we call American Express. And the lady said, I'm sorry, I can't approve it because it's just, you know, you're at a club, it's 104,000, you've never bought anything like this. We just changed cards and it's fraud detection. I'm like, can I talk to your manager? And they're like, yes, sir. And he's like, how do I know this is Mark Cuban and da da da? I'm like, were you just watching TV? Did you see that we just won a championship? And I'm trying to buy a bottle of champagne, you know, just go on social, whatever it was, right? And so they finally approved it. And I got my $140,000 bottle of champagne. Did you keep that bottle of champagne for all I the I wish I had. I wish I had. We gave it to somebody that was there who kept At it. At least, you know, they're protecting you. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's kind of like goddamn airport. You know, you, you, you tussle every time you have to but go through glad it. you got to do and it. And you're like, thank God they're checking. Yeah. How special was it to get Dirk and Jason Kidd a title for their legacy? Really, really important because, you know, Dirk had just been, you know, criticized relentlessly about how he couldn't win the big game. Yeah, he was like the best player. He had that stigma. He was the best player in the league that couldn't win it. Yep, and so I was happy for him, and Jake Kidd was 38. You know, he he needed it and wanted it, and they just busted their ass. And so, yeah, I was happy for both of them. And Jason Kidd coming back. Was nice, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm from from the Bay Area, and so he's an Oakland guy. He's a legend, He was a legend. He was, a, he was a legend. Is Dirk the best Euro of all time? Yeah. Um, now, Jokic is going to be up there with him um, when it's all said and done, but Dirk, without question right now, is number one guy. What about Luke? Luca is going to be there too, for sure. Um, I think Luca has a chance to be a lot better, um, but it's going to come down to Luca versus Jokic for the best um, Europeans of all time. No. You've hit, you've, you've struck, you've struck oil twice in Europe. Like, now how does that, you know, how does that work? Were you, is it luck? 100%. Because you were the first to really, like, Dirk was like really the first European that like dominated. Yeah. I'm talking about dom, like, there was always a couple guys. Good players, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, game changing players. That's just on Dirk, right? Dirk just worked his ass off. Yeah. Just his, the amount of effort he put in, like, during the season, no sugar, no fried chicken, you know, nothing fried, right? No. no alcohol during the season. And he's just that committed. And fortunately, a lot of that now is starting to rub off on Luca. And they're really close friends, so it's cool yeah. to see. The Germans are very particular with their engineering. <laughs> nice try there. <laughs> <laughs> Did the Heat live up to the hype? Yeah. I mean, obviously, they won, they won again. They won three, I think. Yeah. So more power to them. That was that was cool to be take him down though. Yeah. Oh no. I, hey, I loved every minute that's, of it for sure. That's the best. That's that's insane. Jack, did we miss anything? We were pretty good, but I got to give a little shine to my man Jan Mahimi, buzzer beater in this game. Mm. I saw Jan at the um, Hall of Fame um, enshrinement. Jan hit one of the biggest shots. <laughs> right. Yeah. End of the third quarter, maybe. Yep. Just an elbow jumper, like, and you could just see the whole the whole arena. And the Ma- and the um, Miami bench, just the air came out when yeah. he did Later. that. Yeah, and another time he hit like two clutch free throws too. Underrated guy. Yep. Um, Mark, I don't ask much of our guests on here, but this season, could you bring back the Mavs football jersey? Yeah. We I'm just it. telling you, right? The first one is City. I designed those way back. Then, I love right? them. And I love those things. And we sold out, and then I don't know what happened. And so I had him do it again, and – 
I'll have it probably where for the opening game. It's sitting in my closet, so yes. they're coming back. You yes. guys should do like a, uh, you know, I'm not. I love to, that you asked that question, Jack. I'm not trying to like tell you, but they 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 they've done those whole social media where the 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 basketball team and the football team they do like us they do like a, a photo op of. You know the Boston Celtics wearing the Boston Patriots. Yeah, no, you guys should done, do like a a, we a, should. a Dallas Cowboys. We've done a bunch of stuff. Have with you done them. that? Yeah, not not quite to that extent, but that's actually a good idea. You know, to show support for but each that, other. It shows support, but I can also see you know owners and owners of different leagues. No, like, Jerry and I get along great. You're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you guys took it to another level. You put one on the team, Romo. Oh yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually, when I met Tony, we were playing pickup and he came up to me afterwards. Go, hey, Mark, just want to introduce myself. I'm the backup quarterback for the Cowboys. I mean, I'm, I just thought this guy can hoop, right? He was really good. And um, I'm like, oh, okay. It's nice to meet you. And then. Was he just dishing? Oh, he could score. He could do it all. Like He, he was like him and Cron Butler were all Mil all Wisconsin State um, All-Stars. Tony's a stud. Oh, my God. He's a hell of an he athlete. Golf. He's a hell of an athlete. He's a good dude. Now. This is games with names. We uh -huh. like to name the game. This one's for Dirk. Okay. The first one is the sweetest. Uh huh. Revenge is a dish best served cold. I'd say this one's for Dirk. This one's for Dirk. Yeah. This one's for Dirk. <laughs> kind of like when the you remember when the Broncos. Maybe not when you say it, but <laughs> this one's for Dirk. This yeah. One's for Dirk. I like it. We got to score this game. Score the game presented by Win Bet. Oh, you got sponsors? Look at you. Hey, you know, we're entrepreneurial you. here, you know? Uh, we're entrepreneurial. You know, I, I watch this show on, on one of these TV networks where they sell and pitch. And pitch like, and all that know, stuff. Mean, taking notes. Is this presented by WinBet? This is WinBet. As in W-Y-N-N -N bet? Yeah, the, the place they're, in Vegas. It's in Vegas? It, there, there's one in Vegas, but they also have one in, I think, Massachusetts and Boston. Really? And it's called WinBet? Well, that's the Win Harbor Encore. Encore. Oh, Encore. Encore. And Encore. you can get WinBet online. You can. You can get WinBet. They have we like can, an app. We can place bets on apps on anything, sports. We can put anything on anything. Nowadays. Wow! And they have an app that I can download. They, you can download it. So if I went to the iPhone store, the App Store, or the Play Store and typed in WinBet, yeah, two ends, two ends, W Y N N Bet, I could download their app. Yeah, you could download their app, and then you could also book. A vacation to one of their beautiful resorts. One of their beautiful resorts? Yeah, there's one in Vegas. There's one in Boston. There's, so if I was so inclined and I really wanted to change my life, I could go to the app stores on Android or iPhone and download WinBet app. Yeah. And I could book I believe a, they even have it for BlackBerry if you have that stuff. No, I'm betting on that. <laughs> I'll take your money on that one. Not a fat guy, but just check me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh let's let's score the game, the stakes of this game zero to ten. What are the stakes for me? Ten. Ten. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, you can't. I mean, you never want to get it to a game seven. No, no, you never know because anything's possible. Yeah, when you got them down, you break their neck. Throw them away. Yeah, throw them away. We got star power. Um. Well, obviously it was the Heatles, right? So that was as big as you can get back then. So, and then you guys also had Jason Kidd, Dirk. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah Jet. So, but, I mean, everybody was watching, though, because everybody wanted to see what would happen. Yeah. And it was, you know, I didn't feel bad for him, but it was just like everybody was rooting for us and against the Heat. Yeah. So we were the underdogs that everybody was rooting for. So you, Ten. Ten. We're going yeah. ten. We'll go ten. Gameplay. Probably an eight. Eight? Yeah, because there was some ugliness in the first half, end of the first half. And it wasn't a pretty game until... 
the end. Jet hit a big three from deep. Dirk did his um, left-handed layup. Yeah, so I'd say gameplay was, wasn't pretty, but it was an eight. It was an eight. The name. This one's for Dirk. This one's for Dirk. This the, one's for Dirk. The Dirty Heat Defeat. <laughs> so what do you think? What would we name it? Or what do we, what do we score it on the we, name? Well, the way you said it, a six. The way I said I said it, a ten. Ten? I said it. I mean, perfect. Meet in the middle at eight? Should we meet in the middle at eight? No. Let's go ten. Let's go ten. This is, this is you. This could score out to the best game we've ever done in the We're history better. I'm not stupid. of this. <laughs> it's like, if I give myself low scores, it's never going to score out as the best game, but who's at the top of the leaderboard? <gasps> are you Are you, Are you? you a mathematician? Are you doing I, I math can right add. There? I can add. <laughs> An average? <laughs> yep. Where does it, it line up, Jackie? This is taking the number one spot. Number one. <laughs> Beating the 18-1 and one, uh, Patriots-Giants Super Bowl. 18 and one giant loss. Anything to not make that number one, I'm happy with. I am too. I yeah, am right? too. Well, Mark, Cubes, Q, <laughs> whatever you want me to whatever, call you. Right? Whatever you want me to call you. I don't I care. Call Just you. don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. This it was is fun. awesome. It's yeah, it was a lot of to, fun. It's great to have a conversation. Absolutely. If you need anything from me, let me know. Win bet. Win bet. pH water. And pH water. And then we have one more thing. Okay. One more thing. Okay. I was actually, you know, I know you're an owner of a National Basketball Association team. Uh-huh. I was hit up by a team in Jerusalem, Israel. Oh, yeah? They want me to become an owner. Oh, yeah? You got any uh, words of wisdom for a potential owner of a professional basketball team in Israel? I don't know. Do they make any money? Eh? Yeah, there's your answer there's your answer unless you want to go i mean it's fun to, to be able to say you know i own this team and you know go over there and hang out and for a little bit yeah it'd be fun yeah. depends how much money they want from you yeah see that's that's perfect oh and please oh yeah so anybody looking to save money on their medications go to costplusdrugs.com um fully transparent pricing you go in put the name of the medication and we'll show you our cost our markup of 15 percent, our shipping and pharmacy fees and 99.99 percent of the time we're going to save you a lot of money a lot a lot so like you know what we're, we're talking about people that are in need of these drugs. Well, everybody's got something, right? Something. So like guys my age, yeah. they're all looking for like generic Cialis. Yeah. And I don't, I haven't checked my price, but you know, my friends tell me that you can get like 90 generic five milligram Cialis for eight bucks plus shipping. What does that do? I don't know. They just tell me that I, it's useful. I've never heard of that kind of stuff for our women listeners. Um, but they tell me they like put it right next to their bed, like M and M's, and it's beneficial. I don't know. Maybe their wives put it there. I don't know. Or girlfriends. Happy wife, happy life. Always. Thanks, Mark. You got it. Well, that was pretty pretty cool. Our first owner, a first billionaire, owner. Shark Tank. I know. What a cool guy. Rolled up, just chilling by himself. By himself, no entourage, no handlers. Nothing. What a guy. Billionaire, just rolling up by himself. Nothing. That was so cool. Sweatsuit. Chilling. I'm picking. I don't care. I just care. He, he just. He just. He just got that. What's the cheapest top ten business school? I'm going there. Indiana. Sign me up. Baby. Sign me up. That's. He was a cool dude. Cool guy. The Chalupa story was amazing. Fucking causing mayhem for Chalupas. Patriots ever do something like that? 
like a Papa Gino's or something? You get a you get a slice. You get I a Papa Gino's. I don't remember off top. We got to do some digging on that one, but I remember that wasn't that our pizza for a while. Was it Papa Gino's? I think it was. I thought right? it was. Yeah. They may have changed it though. They used to be in the stadium. No. Wasn't our guy our guy Sammy Biggers was in Papa Gino's commercials for a little while. Sam? Advertisements, yes. Sam. Sam Biggers. Wow. De- oh, D'Angelo. Sorry. D'Angelo. Same, same company. Okay, sandwich. Yeah. Sandwich. Sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same. I always drove by one and never got it. <laughs> I glowing endorsement. Thought about it though. <laughs> I feel that. You know. I feel that. Um, can we talk about our scoring system? Yeah, for today's post game segment, post interview segment. We're going to take a little breather and, and revisit the scoring segment, sort of have a, a a state of the union, come to Jesus, if you will, on the way we've been scoring these games because we, we talk about them with all the guests and they can see the rankings and it's they're all over the board. All over the board. I mean, it's it's Mark came in and Where was given... Where the frick is our integrity? Mark came in and was given tens all over and we're not going to argue with Mark. Like, you can't argue with Mark Cuban. can't argue with Mark Cuban and I mean, no matter what house you're in. He's in our house, but... We'll let him cook, but that means we gotta take a little step back every now and again. Look that at some of these reexamined the dirty work. You know, gotta he, clean up. He the just dirty cooks work. and he leaves. <laughs> Who's fucking doing the dishes? We are. We are putting your game number one overall over Zabransky and Peterson. Come on, man. Um, I think in and within this number one, number one that put it he's up. A smart guy. See that that tells me he's a marketing guy because he knows how big games with names is. <laughs> And he wants us right at the top, so every time we got to talk about his team, airplay, so he, airplay. he's just doing chess when we're doing. I'm playing like over checkers. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm. Part of me is over here happy, like oh fucking eighteen one gets dethroned. But now it's like oh my god, 2011 finals, Dirk like the, the dirty wow, Dirk, dirty Dirk getting one. That's so whack. And and Kyler, I think who who we know is is all over these and is. Calculating and, and running the show over here, like this. This, this is a stuck in Kyler's crawl, like you wouldn't believe. Gameplay. Looking through this list, ten. I'm beside myself, and uh, I won't be silenced any longer. This segment needs a, a a hard look at the mirror. Just like, just look at this list. The Iron Man match. These are scripted. This is a fake situation. I know it's not love, scripted. I know we love the WWE. It's not scripted. Shawn Michaels is the best. But that's better than the 1999 Women's World Cup or the 28 and three Patriots Falcons Super Bowl. Are you? Are we? Are we just gonna stand idly by, and like just stand by this list? And I don't. I don't have any answers. I just can see the problem. So maybe we need to like not your boy. <laughs> And then, like, also, okay, Pro Bowl at the end. That I think that's the best ranking we have. The Pro Bowl is at the very end. That's fine. But like, what do we? How is? That's some stars. We've got we've got the Titans and Rams Super Bowl. What is that? Thirty nine, thirty four. That with Kurt Warner. That's over. The Statue of Liberty game, which is probably the greatest game of all time. I'll stand on the table for that. Statue of Liberty game. Zimbranski. Zimbranski. Greatest game. It was an exciting game. So was. I th- was that the year after the USC Texas or before? After. USC is 2005. That This, this game is 2007, so 2 years after. 2 years after cuz that, that was when Boise State they were playing they beat they were they were doing those were some fun bowl games those the, those that 5 years that So five I years. mean, what do we, I think it's cuz I played in those years. 
I, I mean, I was in college in those years too, so it does have extra value. But but that USC game, we gotta get, we gotta, do we, we haven't done that yet. Liner's in the mix. Liner. I mean, all we gotta do is bring a bag of Wendy's in. He'll come in, <laughs> see him on all the goddamn commercials. Come on, Wendy's. What can we do to make this segment productive? Like, what are some solves? <laughs> Square patties, because you don't cut corners. Thought it was us. Shout out, Dave Thomas. Uh, I think Kyler raises a good point in in wanting to put in a little bit of a system. See, I think last year, or in our past episodes, we would wait until the guest was gone. Now the guest is here. We are being what I'm trying to say. Here Super is, hospitable. We're being very that hospitable. Work? Yes, there he is. And this hospitality is leading to a little bit of a downfall in the scoring system. In the integrity of it, I think. Because they are... It's gone. I mean... It's a fucking joke. I don't harp too much on it because I like the stories. I like the friendships we make. And I like the memories we get to unearth on this show. I I don't worry about numbers. But we do gotta... It is a... It's a fundamental part. It is. So I don't know what I'm so here's my solution. So what do we do? So we we have a hotline now. We've got a phone. You can call in. Uh, it's not live, but we've got a voice message four two four two nine one two two nine zero. If anyone has any thoughts or suggestions, leave a message. Keep it under a minute. Leave some message. Leave a leave some ideas. I think we're we're open to hearing. I I mean maybe we just do an episode where no guests and we just take a cold shower, look at this list, and maybe rescore some games or maybe we know who we are and maybe we, we we change some stuff but i'm i'm i think let's have the best idea win here all right let's see what the fans have to say or why don't we bring a a, a fan a fan episode a fan a episode fan episode a real scorologist yeah go through this thing line by line do a little audit crack open the books yeah kind of like the lirs yeah those we're, guys. we're gonna we're gonna hire fifty thousand more <laughs> So we're gonna do, guys. You're gonna come. <laughs> we're coming for justice on this case. No stone left unturned. Um, and you can leave your message of under one minute at four two four two nine one two two nine zero. Wow, that was another great episode of Games with Names with Mark Cuban. Hell yeah, man! It's pretty cool to have Mark Cuban Cubes in my house in our our clubhouse, man. Yeah. It's- it's just like in the team issued sweats. What a beast! Team issued saves his money. I like it. Smart He's man. Spending all that money, you can wear this. He can make it. He better hook us up with some. Jeez, yeah, we need to get some for the wall. Hell Remember, yeah. guys, follow games with names on YouTube, Instagram, X, TikTok, and Snapchat. We'll see you next week, guys. Games with Names is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. 
We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.